Hello and welcome back to Widowed AF. You're here with Rosie and John Gilmoss. Hi everybody. Thank you for tuning back in again. Um, <laughs> we're doing this one, we're actually recording this later in the day than we would usually put it out. But I think we massively underestimated how weird this week would be because we had one child break up two weeks ago, two break up a week ago, and one broke up yesterday. And those of you who are parents will understand the end of the summer term madness that happens in school. So long story short, because that really would be a terribly boring podcast to listen to, we were knackered. We didn't get a chance to do it. We're doing it now. We're going to edit it quickly and hopefully get it actually Friday afternoon. So this is the closest run we've had with getting one turned around. And well, let's see. Let's see, <laughs> shall we? Because I suspect this is going to you. There's going to be a little bit of this going on over the holidays. We've got um, interviews and conversations booked in, but in terms of doing these episodes, I think it's going to be a sort of seat of our pants and kind of record wherever we are, which might be interesting because we're got a few trips planned this summer. Yeah, yeah, it could be fun actually. Hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's not let's not let's not commit just yet. We'll no, see. No. We'll see what the Wi-Fi connection is like in any of these commitment. places. Right, so back to the matter in hand. We would like to just kind of catch up with you um, a little bit about Erica's episode, which went out on Monday. So again, for those who haven't listened, you you must, of course. But uh, Erica is a Brazilian living in the UK and her husband, Julian, died, Jesus Christ, died, sorry, 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 Erica, died from um, leukemia. And she just advocated for him in a way that just was so, here I go, inspirational. Um, And actually, I had a couple of messages basically saying that if you were in crisis, you would want Erica in your team, wouldn't you? Yeah. She just learned everything there was to know and even knew that he had leukemia before he did and certainly before doctors did because she'd not done the sort of bog standard Google search. She'd basically become an expert on his symptoms. And actually, I have to say, it did remind me a little bit of how you must have been with Sarah because you kind of became a cancer expert very quickly, didn't um, you? Yeah. Uh, then very quickly didn't become a cancer expert. Um, most of the knowledge <laughs> dropped away. But yeah, at the time, I remember reading and researching everything just to get us up to speed. So it's, it's remarkable what we do. Also, those times. also, when you say that you were this kind of temporary expert and that you knew a great amount of things about the subject for a short amount of time, and that's quite familiar as well, because at one point I knew quite a lot about the coroner's court process and the legal process of going to the high court and all the sort of complex things that went on. Could I tell you any of them now? Could I, could I fuck, right? <laughs> no, I just assumed that was a sort of uh, an ADHD thing, really. I, you know, I can't really remember my degree but that might also be booze related um but perhaps it is to do with the the i don't know the brain just being completely overloaded and this sort of knowledge that you take on is no longer useful so you just sort of lose it yeah i can't even remember the name of the consultant no for the life of me um it'll it's in my phone somewhere so i could find it if i wanted to but um i wouldn't know where to start and this is there's an entire patch of my life gone 
But I suppose you can't, you know, you, it's there in there somewhere, isn't it? But it just gets pushed a little bit further back because you just couldn't possibly retain every single detail. And while you're living through it, you, you can't imagine a time where you won't remember every single detail. I can't picture the police officers that came to the house. In my head, it was a male and a female. And they were very young and <laughs> quite frankly looked a bit out of their depth on that one. Oh, God, what a terrible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, widow humour. Um, but you, you would think that those faces would be etched onto your memory until the end of time. Mm. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, but they move. Everything seems to move on. Mm. And you're, you are really firefighting, aren't you? Oh, yeah. There were a few other really sort of moving and, um, I don't know what the word is, in some ways relatable uh, aspects to Erica's episode. Uh, she talks about putting on the mask, you know, because you don't want your children to see the grief. Um, and particularly, I imagine, when you are caring for somebody that's terminally ill, because, gosh, you know what's coming for this kid. You don't want to make the last bit any harder. Yes, um, that's quite literally the definition of a brave face. Yeah, yeah, it really, really is, isn't it? And it's totally understandable, but it's really important that there's somewhere that we can take down that mask and, and not have a brave face because living behind that is exhausting and you know she was she was working really hard and juggling and it sounds tough but she says herself being busy is a coping mechanism and it's one that I myself am, am guilty of we both are um I'm an absolute nightmare really and I've, I have been for sort of surrounding myself with people and initially it was just sort of fill the house and have the noise and also I guess a little bit of permission to to get hammered whereas now I'm able to I do manage it better don't I I have Mm. sort of outdoor gatherings and you know they're a little bit smaller but yeah it's still the to-do list and the pressure I I tell you what I'm going to give you an example and it's a really stupid example but it's popped into my head I was making birthday invitations for Tabby because her birthday falls during the summer holidays. And um, I wanted, you know, I wanted them to be in the book bag because it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Now, she wanted a frog invite. Did I need to spend, I'm going to hazard a conservative guess at three hours searching Etsy, Canva, the entire World Wide Web for the perfect frog invite. And then insisting on Although I did get photo paper in the charity shop for 50p, that was a right result. (laughs) So I printed them at home, put them in the bags. And then I'm stood there debating whether I should put them in an envelope with a little uh, frog sticker that they can all have and, you know, writing each individual child. And I actually stopped myself and I thought, what are you doing? But this pressure to be kind of busy or perfect and overcompensate for... I don't know. I've gone off on a tangent, haven't I? Well, I think that's the point that you're getting to is the, the overcompensation for what they have missing. Yeah. You just want to make everything a little bit more special. Yeah, yeah. But it does come at expense to time and kind of sanity. Mm. So I've given myself permission to just make my life a little bit easier for a while. So I've done some things that I'm very lucky I'm able to do. I bought some frozen nice quality ready meals and put them in the freezer because sometimes I can't be bothered to think what to do and it just takes the pressure off it's not permanent because I used to really like cooking but Mm. it's finding ways of sort of 
taking a little bit of pressure off. But yeah, it is it is difficult when you're used to outrunning the demons in whatever way you outrun the demons to stop outrunning the demons. And I've kind of run out of. I've resorted to literally running it. Well, I did did something similar. Yeah, I had to tell you about it earlier. So, um, for full disclosure, everybody, I'm back in counselling. Well done, that man. I really uh, like it when men take care of their mental health. Yeah, and my my personal counsellor is like a personal trainer, or, you know, if you can't sign up to uh, a diet in the street package, then. It's the same sort of thing. And, you know, I've had, a, I've had a tough couple of weeks and I needed a little bit of help to solidify things mm-hmm. in my head. So I think so I've gone back into counselling. Um, and we were discussing, um, how I pretty much leapt straight into counselling after Sarah died. Um, and after listening to all you guys' stories and everything else and, you know, the chicken and wine phase, mm-hmm. where was my chicken and wine phase? Well, my chicken and wine phase was burying myself in work. Saying, oh, so I'm in counselling, not worrying about it. And it wasn't until I hit the three month mark and I decided to take um, me and Holes off to Tenerife because I thought I'm going to be holidaying alone with a child. Let's mm. just get this done. And that was very much my approach back then. Um, and I arrived, we were there for a week, landed on the Sunday. And then, um, I pretty much closed down till the Thursday. It wasn't until the Friday. Um, that sort of woke up and interacted with the world. Now, don't get me wrong, I was looking after Holly. He didn't just and, take to your you know, bed. <laughs> just, just go to sleep and leave my daughter um, <laughs> sitting outside. But, you know, I went through the motions. I didn't mm-hmm. feel anything. And I, and I remember it feeling absolutely horrible. Um, and the guys from Way were all supporting me all the way. And it was, it was wonderful giving that little cheer up. And then on the Friday, I sort of came back, back to life and then walked into my house on the Tuesday. I'm like, what was that? And she went, that is running. Learn to sit with your feeling. Um, and that, such, such a long time ago, mm. um, that was one of the first lessons I got taught. And so, you know, however we get there, that first point of actually saying, you know, to what, today I feel like shit, so I'm going to write it off, I'm going to do nothing and just feel like shit, and then tomorrow I'm going to be all right. Mm. Until you get to that point, do whatever you need to do to guys, just be safe. Yeah, and I think it's really important that you do speak about this because we are... Obviously, we're very aware of men's mental health being an issue, and we did we tragically lost a friend um last week, and um the sort of community's reading a little bit, so the more men that do speak here out about um mental health and yeah, actually <laughs> Erica said uh in in her episode she said, "Let the darkness in, and I think there's a value in that you don't want to wallow in your grief. But you do have to acknowledge it and you do have to let it in. And ideally you want to do that incrementally and, you know, not in a great big wave of it. But grief does what grief does. Mm. So Counselling personally gives me that outlet. So I'm for an hour or 45 minutes a week, I'm in the safe room. I'm in this room where I can talk about, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I can't even think of an example, actually. But it's And it's probably not anything that I necessarily wouldn't talk about to John at home. but. It helps me to kind of put things in order, if it were. Everything's, I think you might have used the analogy once on here. You, everything's still there, but you kind of stack it neatly. And for somebody that is quite chaotic in both thought, um, speech, and left un, unattended in life, really, and being able to put things into sort of safe pockets so I can go back in and kind of look at them. I, am I 
am I waffling or no, is this that's, making that's sense? Exactly, yeah, you're, you're, you're filed them away so everything comes back and, you know, you can find the bit that you need when you want to go and go, go and do things. And that, that's the exact analogy that it was put to me is you, you find the things where you can access them. They're not gone, but you can control the access to them and you can control your own responses to them. Yeah. So you're less crashing and you're more, more stable. But, you know, as Julia Samuel quite rightly puts, it's not an easy process. No. It's the hard way, but it's, it's never an easy process yeah. for anything, anything in life. But, you know, time and everything will pass. Every emotion passes and changes. Yeah, it does. It does. And we say that you have to work through your grief because it is work. It, it's called work for a reason. And essentially, it, it is difficult. And the only person really at the end of it that's going to do it is you. And that feels like a really harsh thing to say, particularly if you're in the early stages, because I don't mean that you can't lean on people and be supported and be cherished and careful, which I so hope most of you are. I know not all of you are, and I, my heart does go out to you. Um, but it's more about making the choice that you want to keep living and that you want to experience things and that your your life has been irrecoverable. God, I can never say that word, irrecoverably, but I like irre irrecoverable. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt no. to say that. Okay, <laughs> your work has been, you know, smashed to pieces actually and you, everything that you knew has changed but there is still possibility and hope out there and I think if you can hold on to that and keep that going that really is is a powerful emotion to have and when you go into a dark pit of despair hope is very difficult to find and um, one of the things my counselor actually suggested was that you almost uh, write to yourself and you know just remind yourself that the you that goes into despair and feels very helpless and powerless is not really you. It's a temporary state, and it will. And as you say to me a lot, it will pass. So that might be something to consider. Just like a box, I don't know. Make sure you eat well. Put like your little favourite snacks in that sort of thing. Yeah, and also, I mean, you mentioned that you're cancelled today, and I also heard on a podcast. Um, not, not today. Is this is, this one that you've sent me? Yeah, which is um, yeah. We're, if if guys want it, we'll put it into the show notes. But mm. it's 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 a really good. It's, it's the doctor. Alex Fox, I think he was something to do with Love, um, Love Island. Um, his, he lost his brother to suicide and he's now focused over to, um, lobbying the government around mental health in youth. Okay. And he's trying to raise a 200 million fund, create these like dropping centers for mental health for under 25s. Okay. Um, so sort I'm, of catch I'm, it while they're young sort of thing, which makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. And it's, it's like we've always spoke about as well. It's like, why is there now just walking holistic check top mm. to bottom? Check for any neurodiversity, any depression, mm. or anything else, and uh, mm. and then sign push to the right people. But that's a conversation for a different podcast. Well, Sorry, everybody. I know we keep we keep coming up with ideas for new podcasts. We should probably get one going. I have a I don't like to brag, but I have recorded um, four episodes this week. I was interviewed on ADHD mums, which, considering the name of the podcast, probably gives it. Oh, it only took us four attempts to arrange which I think is successful. And I had a really lovely time. I've never been interviewed on a podcast before. And um, yeah, it was awesome. I quite I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I tried to interview them a couple of times. I sort of forgot who, where I was. <laughs> <laughs> and if there were any other podcasts out there that would like Rosie, um, get, uh, go to our website at www.widowdayf.com and look at contact. Always hustling. Always hustling. <laughs> So one thing I do want to mention is that almost everybody will now have broken up for the school holidays if you have school-aged children. 
And that comes with a host of highs, but also it's very, very difficult. It's difficult if you're working because who the hell can take six or seven weeks off? I mean, we're very fortunate we work for ourselves. It's difficult if you're on your own because it feels like everybody's going on holidays or hanging out with people or doing stuff with families and it's really, really difficult. So one thing, I had a little idea because within my social group, I'm no longer the person that's on their own, but I was. And there are people in my social group that are separated, divorced, you know, anyway, you don't need to know all that really do. Uh, and what we're going to, we've got a WhatsApp group and I thought, why don't we just kind of check in in the mornings with the group and just be, especially if you live close to each other and just sort of say, does any, you know, if you're going to the park and maybe just say, does anybody want to come to the park? And that kind of 15, 20 minutes of just interaction with other humans is really, really powerful and really good. It is. It is. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because it is, it's, I mean, actually, and, and for many people who have a much more nuclear family, you know, somebody's got to work usually during the summer. So <laughs> many mothers usually, and sometimes dads will be left kind of holding the fort and thinking, oh my God, how am I going to entertain these kids for six weeks without going mental or bankrupt or a healthy combination of the two? <laughs> So um, I think that I, I personally think that's a really helpful idea, and I know that it's quite difficult to ask for help. And I felt quite resentful having to ask for help because I thought it almost should be a given. But I don't know, people. Your what's going on in your life is the most catastrophic thing, but to everybody else, the, the lives are still turning, and that is something that we do have to sort of accept. And obviously, this doesn't just apply to widowed people because. All of us need a little bit of um, human kindness and interaction. And, you know, however happy or content your, your family life may be, some holidays, they are filled with magic, but they are also filled with a lot of demands for snacks. Oh. A lot of snacks. I don't know whether to just go to Aldi and just, like, do a supermarket sweep and fill, like, a cage yeah actually that's not a bad idea oh it's i mean one year i in fact it was lockdown i filled up one of those massive drinks dispensers and just put it outside because they were not quite at the making their own soft drink stage and oh yeah the snacks <laughs> what do you just do about snacks just throw them at them like wild animals <laughs> <laughs> then you quickly find the snacks that are in favour this particular week. Oh, yeah, you load up on them and they know if you buy like really cheap biscuits or something to try and pad it out. But whatever you have to do to get through the summer holidays, people, um, you know, within reason, you, you crack on. Yeah. Um, and a little bit more hustling. We are, at last count, four Instagram followers away from <laughs> 1,000 followers. So tell your aunties, tell your uncles, tell them, just give us a follow and give us a little celebration this weekend. Please. We're so pathetic. Our Instagram following <laughs> is so pathetic, but we just, I, I like it to keep it as it is. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. And apparently we have to keep reminding you to like and subscribe. Oh, you just like saying it. Just record <laughs> yourself saying it and pay it at every episode. Also, um, while, whilst I have everyone's ear, especially at the end of the day, so uh, we had Julia Samuel on at the beginning of the month, um, and we also did a little uh, affiliate deal with um, the software development company behind the app that does Julia's GriefWorks app. Um, and they're very kindly given us a referral link for disclosure. You will get a discount. We will get, I think it's £20 per sign-up. Um, we've had a little bit of a problem getting that set up. We tried to do it through the month of July, but we... Um, a few technical faults. Um, so I'm hoping to get that running this month. 
But if anybody wants a link in the meantime, just drop us a DM on Instagram. Yeah. And we genuinely think that this could help somebody. We are not um, pumping this out for our own benefit. I promise this is genuinely that we think it may, it may be helpful. Well, I, I, sorry to interject, but it's the, um, it's the, as you're coming out of the chicken and wine phase, yeah. it's, it's a safe way to go and have a look at yeah. like what you might be facing. Yeah. Next. And it's a bit less of a sort of financial commitment than therapy as well. So it's an, it's an access point into the world of healing, if that doesn't sound too twatty. I, um, I did want to say something else actually. I completely forgot about this. I had a message on my work Instagram. And it was from a mum who has a child in the same primary school as our youngest child and has seen me and listens to the podcast. She's widowed mm. and hadn't sort of felt that she, she felt it would be a bit weird to sort of come up and accost me. So she sent me a message and I was so touched by this. And she actually drove past me yesterday. So now I've put a face to the name because her Instagram wasn't that many pictures. <laughs> and I was saying, oh my goodness, who is it? But I just, I love that. And I also... In a way, it makes me sad that I didn't know that there was another member of my tribe that was standing at the school gate and I wish, but I, I do now and I will reach out to you. It's just this idea that we are walking among you and I, it, it feels nice. Wids in the wild, isn't it? It felt yeah. nice to connect with somebody because whatever life throws our way and, and wherever it may take us and whatever wonderful adventures we may go on, we are united by the fact that we have lived through um, what is a fairly unique loss, the loss of your spouse, the loss of your partner, the loss of the work person that you shared your life with and expected to spend the rest of your life with it is it's really catastrophic and to reach out to each other and feel this sense of community is incredibly powerful and i love that this podcast is is creating that so thank you to all of you for listening reaching out to each other and to us and it means so much that you all find some peace and comfort Hearing us, most mm. of it. It certainly does. So, some of it, like my constant host, um, it's probably designed to wind up. And I'm going to stop that now. No, we like it. We like it. Well, clearly I've lost the power of speech, so I think that's the time to wind this up. So lots of love, everybody. We are going to attempt next week. Mm-hmm. We will be, um, we are flying out to the beautiful island of Skiathos on Wednesday. And um, to see my one of my best friends get married so yeah. this is going to be really lovely and um yeah we'll see what the wi-fi connection in the villa is like but hopefully we will be broadcasting to you from from greece yeah take care everybody lots of love bye bye goodbye <laughs>